0: This podcast is for general informational purposes only, and represents the individual opinions of Dr. Dimitri Bick, Dr. Stefan de Graff, Dr. Suzanne Mignon, and the guests. It does not constitute the practice of medicine or other professional healthcare services and should not be taken as medical advice or an establishment of standard of care. No guarantee is given regarding the accuracy of any statements and no doctor-patient relationship is formed. The content on this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Please consult your healthcare professional for any medical questions. Please don't forget to like, follow, and subscribe, but more importantly leave a review on whatever platform you're listening on. Reviews not only help us grow listeners, but also help us grow as a show, improve our content, and make us better.
1: When you're sliding into first
2: and you're feeling something, worse, diarrhea, diarrhea. <laughs> when you're sliding into third and when you're juicy, third, diarrhea, diarrhea. When you're sliding yes. the home and you're trying to call phone, diarrhea, <laughs> diarrhea. When you're sitting in your Chevy and you're starting to yes. feeling heavy, diarrhea,
0: diarrhea.
3: Kevin, honey,
1: where'd you learn
3: that song? Oh, boy. Last summer at camp. Ah, <laughs> oh, that was money well spent.
2: Right, so of course, the second half of that sound is from the movie *Parenthood*, and any anybody who has young children has—I'm sorry, Steph, but
1: (laughs) (laughs) Suzanne (laughs) and me both have heard that song before,
3: without a
1: doubt. Without, I'm the the young. I'm part of the young children in that in that sentence. I mean,
3: even though I'm the youngest out of all of us here, I totally get you, Dimitri. (laughs)
2: <laughs> yes, you're the youngest out of all of us. But the beginning young, yeah. of that sound was yeah. from the pilot of a flight that was leaving Atlanta. I'm going to play this one more time.
0: It's just a, a biohazard issue. I, you know, We've had a passenger who had diarrhea all the way through the airplane, so they wanted to come back to Atlanta.
2: Yeah, so <laughs> if you haven't heard this story, like I don't, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you, but it's everywhere. So basically, a passenger had... Explosive diarrhea all across the aisle of a of a of an aircraft that had to then turn around. That's the pilot coming on and telling everyone. That's so had diarrhea. So the question to you guys is: Who do you May feel not. worse for? Do you feel worse for the guy that had to run down the aisle knowing the imminent uh, of leakage of of fluid he, was coming like, out of his butt, and there was nothing <laughs> he could do to stop it? Or do you feel worse for the passengers who had to witness this and deal with the aftermath? Who do you feel worse?
3: No, you know what? I feel sorry for the person with the diarrhea. Because you can always use like Febreze and stuff to, to like cover up the smell if they had that on the plane. But like, come on, the person who has it, they have the double whammy of not only smelling and dealing with all the aftermath. But then dealing with the actual events of
1: not even that nowadays, everybody has a cell phone. Everybody's putting a phone out and filming everything. Just like the plain lady, just like the plum lady. I'm surprised it's on the diarrhea guy right now. Well, right now he's anonymous. I'm sure that video is going to show up on. I I hope not. I hope not. I hope not. That that would be be fair. And then I feel sorry for him. I hope not. I mean, can you imagine a grown-ass man? Yeah.
3: Dimitri, let me guess. You feel sorry for everyone else.
1: No,
2: I definitely feel sorry for the guy. Yeah. I feel sorry for the guy having to run up the aisle and and knowing that this is is not something he's going to be able to control and then realizing that once this happens, the aftermath of this, plus the fact that everyone has a cell phone, like you said, and this is going to be the worst moment of his life, fortunately for him –
3: Exactly. He can start
2: screaming on the plane about things being about the diarrhea being not real, and end up with his own right. Instagram feed, you know, to Could. to make right. his money.
1: But still, and I don't think it ended with the walk through the, the the plane. I think it probably ended in the in the terminal because you have to you have to unboard the plane, you have did to get end to the in terminal. The terminal? You know, or
3: did it end in the bathroom it, or back? my
1: god! Can you imagine? But wow. but how like do you understand
2: like you you do you see the the videos and the and the pictures from it it's all
1: over the aisle.
2: How I do you get out of the
1: plane? No, I. Wait, hold on. Wait. Let me start with this. <laughs> but I'm seen- No, no, I do not want to see it. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's I literally that's
3: haven't seen. Sh- you were the first one bringing this to my attention.
2: Well, go look because it is the, it's all the whole aisle.
3: Oh god damn it! You're gonna make me Google this. Sh-
1: yeah. <laughs> yes, I'm gonna make you Google this. I show. mean, I've seen it once and once I don't need it's to see all it. All across the aisle. How do you get out of this plane then? Wow, that was three days ago. I, I did not I did not zoom. I just see color brown everywhere. So mm-hmm. there was no no need to zoom to see more details. And and can you imagine the guilt of people missing their flight? People missing whatever they, they had to, to, to be there for something, people going to a meeting, going for a wedding. It was for something they had to be there for
3: it was dribbled down the aisle smelled horrible one person tweeted of their partner's disgusting experience on the flight it was pretty bad the vanilla scented disinfectant used on it only made it smell like vanilla yeah. someone wrote on X the new name for twitter wow yeah. oh yeah and they're showing pictures and it's kind of uh-huh. Uh-huh.
1: That, this guy's going to need some some oh yeah. forty Hopefully, even even it will not go through PTSD symptoms. You know, days from now, months from now, when he has to board a plane wow. again.
2: Are, are you seriously you know? turning this into a psych issue? I was going to leave the psych issue for the second segment. I'm tra- <laughs> this is the <a> psych. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying.
1: I'm, try, I'm trying. I'm trying to steer us away from the <laughs> right. <laughs> from now on, when
2: I don't like, we your...
3: can't be steered away from. <laughs> from We're in the now. Uh, by the way, you guys are making gonna me be be a lot of, lot of work. Gonna be a Little
2: bleep. <laughs> But I'm going to tell you right now, I'm like, not beep, 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 bleeping beep, any of these. Beep,
3: beep, beep. No, because Dimitri, this is like a total. <laughs> too much work right now. No, this is too much work.
2: It's going to Joe. But It'll I'm going be- to tell you that the next time I don't like your opinion, I'm going to play this sound.
3: <sighs> That's what you're going to play. That's special. That's right. What was that? that? So some <gasps> people on board said, hold on, let me get it. Let me find it because I just got it and now I don't. Have
1: this is a doozy.
3: Are we the poop show now? No, you've turned it no, into the we're not. You're the one that's leading with all this poop. I want to talk about something else. And you're like, let's yo, talk yo, about yo. between story in the office and now yes, the story yes, on the plane. Yes, exactly. Yes. So very,
1: now
3: this one person, one passenger on the plane said, yeah. we were worried that we would miss the crew, she said. We sat at the airport for hours, all of us so exhausted. Finally, you
2: know what I'm gonna do is I'm just gonna cut out your audio completely, whatever. and you're just not gonna be in this segment.
1: Yeah, whatever. Yeah, but but let me ask a serious question though, Dimitri, What is your infatuation with with you know fecal fecal matters? Like is this, this is this is a second episode Inf- that you bring up. Infatuation. It's an infatuation. It's 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 an yeah. It's it's a, it's a, it's, a, it's a obsessive
2: behavior, I would okay, say. Right? Infatuation. I, I don't. I wouldn't call it an infatuation. <laughs> I would call it uh, reading reading in the news and finding something infatuation.
0: <laughs>
3: That's really the best you got. Okay. All right. Can we go on with? The Thank you. <laughs> um,
2: I'm also going to point out that Suzanne is about five vodkas in the bag right now because of the Dolphins game today, which we're going Where's to get into. Where's the bar
3: banter podcast when we need them?
0: Seriously, where are you guys? I
3: really need them right now. Thank you.
2: yes sir
3: it is football Fo-
2: football is back thank not only
3: is our podcast back. back
2: after a two-week hiatus after a nice little break and vacation but
1: football is back yeah thank yeah. you
3: thank god thank you, thank you. Thank you, football
1: guys. And and yeah. and what a weekend for football too! College football and an NFL. I mean, that was G- yesterday was college amazing. football was
2: crazy yesterday. Texas won.
3: Did you see the UM game?
1: UM UM won too. Yeah, that was U-M, a good game. Yo, Van Dyke. Oh, look at Van Dyke Both going. Miami teams won.
3: Van Dyke set a record.
1: Yeah, look at Van Dyke Van going. Dime.
2: Tyler Van Dimes.
1: He's Van awesome. Dimes. There you go.
2: <laughs> and the defense showed up. It was great. Like I, I haven't been this excited about right? Miami. Miami football. playing defense. Both, no. both teams in a really both teams, long time. And now
3: we have the Dolphins today.
2: And yeah, I was going to say, what is your takeaway from today?
3: Oh, what a roller coaster of emotions today watching that game.
1: No, no, but but I'm glad it was a test for them to actually win in the fourth quarter with that much pressure. You know, they came from behind. Wow. So.
2: Yeah. And Nick Fangio, I thought he fell on his face. And then all of a sudden, the last two drives, they held him to a field goal, and they got a four and out on the last drive when it mattered the most. No way I thought that they were going to be able to win that game. None. I thought for sure. In fact, we were we were doing our chat and WhatsApp, and I, was, and I kept being the negative Nancy.
1: You'd be like, let's log in right now because the game's over.
3: You're like, we're going to yeah. lose. And I'm like, no, you need to be optimistic. We got to win. We believe in miracles. And that's exactly what happens today. No, I, I mean, I don't
2: believe in miracles. We
3: didn't. Well, be more optimistic, Dimitri.
2: Uh, clearly, I need to be Negativity more optimistic. Negativity
3: brings you down.
2: I we, I was pleasantly surprised. Let's put it this way it felt a lot like the 80s where with Merino, you know, where they would score 40 points and they would lose 43 40 anyway because uh, the defense couldn't stop anyone. But it it didn't happen. Yeah. And that's what hey. I mean,
3: and but 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 i had a house full of people here today and it was the same thing we were like we're gonna win we're gonna do this and then it's like oh we're gonna f- lose oh my god we suck what are we and then oh wait we're gonna win and then oh no we're gonna lose and then yeah we're winning we have a chance if we hold them to a field goal we can do this and that's right. exactly what we did so yeah that's exactly we what we did
2: because Ty, Tyreek Hill is a goddamn magician.
1: What would we do well without,
2: without Tyreek Hill?
3: He's man. He's a cheetah.
2: He created a hole in the defensive back's
3: it was body,
2: and the ball went through his body, and he caught it on the other eye. He, he, I couldn't even see him, and all of a sudden, I see the yeah. ball in his hands. He's got the ball. I, I can't. I can't. I don't understand how he does the things that Plus he does.
3: Plus,
2: he's Tyreek. Uh, clearly. But the reason we're bringing up football, not just because it's back, but... Let's let's do what everybody does when they talk about football is they talk about head injuries, right?
1: Hey,
3: speaking uh, of head injuries, it's a big thing. Quarterbacks, running backs.
1: Tua looked good. Tua looked like he had he he had his head on his shoulders after all this concussion he had last season, after the you know he was he didn't get you know, sacked. He didn't get sacked, so he he, he looked like his head sacked. was well was stable, right? You no, know?
3: his head was on his shoulders. He's good. He wasn't on,
1: on his shoulders, he you know, figuratively speaking, right? Right.
3: <laughs> really, Dimitri?
1: Really? Head on his shoulders, really?
2: <laughs> I that, that's to. what
1: we're doing. That's,
2: that's what what we're but doing. like you
1: said, we're doing this. That we're doing. We're doing it, and we're talking about head injuries today in football. So let's bring it on. Okay, fine. Um, it,
2: it's not you know in the excitement of the UM game and the Hurricanes game, it doesn't. we, we shouldn't forget that there were two head injuries over the last two days, and I'm sure there were more, but two that stood out, uh, Cam Kitchens right. uh, from the Hurricanes game got injured. We don't know why he got injured. We just know that he made a hit with about a minute left and he went out and he had to be carted off the field. And today, and I don't know if you saw this in the Raiders, but Ja'Cory Myers got blasted going across the middle and he... Was in what I looked to see was a decerebrate posture. The arms are up.
1: Up, uh, yeah, yeah.
2: And, but he got the same up. thing
1: to what I had last season. Yeah.
2: yeah, but he got up and walked up the field, but, you know, football is back. And what that means is all the CTE back? talk is back too. And the other reason I wanted to bring this topic up, and as I'm looking at my notes, is that there was a news article that came out. Yes. This week, actually. Is it a Forbes one? Yeah, it was AP, but it got aggregated to all the news. So all of the news had Yeah,
1: I went from Forbes. Yeah. Uh,
2: Headline was, study finds CTE in 40% of athletes who died before the age of 30. 30. Yeah,
1: it was 30. Yeah, that was the one I went on Forbes. Yeah.
2: Right. Okay. So I went.
1: That's, That's scary.
2: I Yeah. I took the liberty of locating this article that they're quoting in the news article. They were quoting a research article. I, I found the research It's a JAMA.
1: It it's a JAMA. Journal,
2: Journal of American Medical Association. Equality. Medical
1: Association, okay. yeah.
2: So let me let me read, let me read the results here of this article.
1: And that's your sequence of Dimitri Reeds.
2: Dimitri Reed.
1: So they
2: had 156 brains from the brain, back, brain bank uh, of individuals younger than 30 that died. Four of them were excluded from the study for incomplete pathology. They, the brains were not complete. So they had 152 in the study. So these are the results. Among the 152 deceased contact sports participants, mean age 22.97, so 23 years old, 141 were male. CTE was diagnosed in 63 of them. That's 41.4% average age, 26 years old. Of the 63 brain donors diagnosed with CTE, 60 or 95.2% were diagnosed with mild CTE stages one or two. Brain donors who had CTE were more likely to be older. Of the 63 athletes with CTE, 45, that's 71% were men who played amateur sports including American football, ice hockey, soccer, rugby, and wrestling. One woman with CTE played collegiate soccer. Cognitive and neurobehavioral symptoms were frequent among all brain donors. Suicide was the most common cause of death, followed by unintentional overdose. There was no difference in cause of death clinical symptoms based on CTE status. Okay. So let me just go into yeah, what it chilling. is. Yeah, it is. But let me just go into what it is because i think that there's a lot of misinformation because the media likes to i'm going to rag on the sounds media bad. likes to it's, catastrophize it's, yeah. things
3: well of course the media likes to sensationalize they like to pick and choose
2: yeah so right. Right, let me let, let me explain what cte is for the people that either don't know it completely or just all they do is watch the news and tell you about it so what is cte cte is a brain disorder it's a tau a tauopathy which is uh, p tau protein is a is yeah. a protein in the brain that breaks down with damage but right. cte is different because the pathology of this particular tau protein is different different than any other tau proteinopathy uh, such as dementia dementia example. I was going
1: to say most people might know about dementia right right
2: right so they they think it's like alzheimer's but But pathologically, histology is a different kind of thing.
1: And and we know that because we've seen it in in postmortem, you know. Yeah, unfortunately,
3: you can only diagnose this after a person has died. And that's the
2: other
1: thing I
3: was going to say is you cannot diagnose
2: it clinically. You can only diagnose CT officially postmortem just like Alzheimer's. You cannot diagnose Alzheimer's officially until the person dies and you look at their brain. The clinical syndrome that people talk about in the media and on TV and everything, that is called traumatic encephalopathy, encephalopathy
1: syndrome. syndrome. Right. right. So
2: that is the syndrome that people associate with right. CTE.
1: And and, okay. and, and and usually a syndrome is not is not a it's not a disease itself. It's not a condition itself. It's a it's a conglomeration of symptoms. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna one, define it. Right. Yeah. What a yeah. syndrome so is. I'm gonna define right.
2: that. So 97% of CTE individuals that were found post-mortem had repeated head impacts, RHIs. 97% of them. Okay, versus 2.8 percent of the general population. So there's a clear relationship between repeated head impacts and CTE diagnosed post-mortem. So then, what is TES? Because you know what we want to do is we want to be able to find people with CTE before we can open their brain up
1: because we can't. Sure,
2: of course, we, before we, they we pass we, and everything. We can't We're do it dying. while they're alive. Right, right. That's, right. That's, that's, there's an ethical problem.
1: Right. When I find symptoms right. that, could, that could give you an inference of they might have CTE, correct? Right? So what is TES?
2: TES is a cognitive, mood, behavioral, and motor impairment disorder. And in severe cases, it becomes dementia-like. Younger individuals with TES tend to have more of the mood and behavior issues. Older individuals tend to have the cognitive and executive functioning decline. The cognitive and executive functioning decline mirrors Alzheimer's, but again, the pathology is different. Much different. Whereas the behavioral symptoms mirror mental illness, some type of mental illness. 2014, the TES criteria was officially developed. Number one, substantial exposure to repeated head impacts. Number two, cognitive impairment, in other words, memory or executive function impairment, or behavioral problems such as explosiveness, impulsivity, rage, violent outbursts, emotional ability, anxiety, apathy, headaches, suicidality, or motor signs, or both. Right. Number three, not better accounted for by other disorders, which is a classic uh, DSM criteria. In other words, you can't find another reason to have the symptoms that you're having. And number four, functional dependence And dementia is graded on a scale of independent, mild, mild functional impairment, mild dementia, moderate dementia, and severe dementia. So those are the four criteria. Now, what they did was they looked at these criteria and then they compared once those people died to people with CTE. And what they found was that the sensitivity of this criteria was actually pretty high, but the specificity was not very high. It was about 20%. The sensitivity was about 80%. Uh, if you include cognitive symptoms in this to, to check the sensitivity and specificity, the specificity the specificity increases to fifty percent, which still isn't very good. And for those that really don't understand statistics and stuff, I'm one of them. I had to look this up again and again. Yeah. But sensitivity tells you whether in a test gives you a true positive. In other words, the person that has it actually has a condition. A condition. Specificity checks for true negatives. In other words, the people that don't have it, actually don't have it. Yeah. Right. So when the specificity yeah. is low, they have, or the sensitivity is high and the specificity is low. In other words, they have something, but we can't really tell what it is. Correct. Right. So that, that's, that's what it means. Okay. So that's CTE, that's TES. Um, the questions then to the group for discussion then. Should parents allow their children to play contact sports, especially sports that yeah. have repeated head impacts? What?
1: Should con-
2: I'm not done yet. Yeah, wait, wait. Chill with the ADHD over there.
1: I yeah. should ask you that question. Where I don't else? have kids. You do have kids. Where I else? should be Where asking else? you that <laughs> question. I have. I have more I have questions,
2: Steph. We're the
3: same, but we're different.
2: So, getting so that's the first one. The second one is: Should contact sports, specifically American football, rugby, hockey. Um, and those are just the the ones that boxing I came up. Boxing with. <laughs> should 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 contact sports. Yeah, be allowed for for people under 18 years old. Should it be allowed? And should leagues protect their players? And what should leagues do to protect players from this? So go ahead,
3: pick one. That's a whole lot.
1: No, so I'm I'm, just just asking you as a question, but you two have kids, right? You two have kids and they're playing sports. And I think Suzanne said she's coaching now. Not football. She's she's coaching
3: football. So listen, I am coaching football. Yes. Hold on, let me get it Italian it. on you. Ashbeth,
1: you are, you understand you're not. I'm you coaching flag football, so not flag
3: tackle football, football. That's so right. that's a difference because they're not tackling each other, it's less likely to create head injuries. There, there Although, is, no. I have had children collide with each other, etc.,
1: but you also make them like, the uh, sports but sport.
3: yes, I did get suckered into coaching. My youngest one's flag football team for their but elementary Would you allow
2: them? Would you allow your child to play high school football or yes. even peewee football where they had helmets? You would.
3: Yes. So here's, here's my deal with that. I do neuropsychological evaluations. I know about CTE. I've had friends who have played in professional sports, right? So I know all of this. And even knowing all of this, especially with my older one, there's going to be no stopping him playing. I mean, in all honesty, that's that's parenting. Exactly. But in all honesty, when I've seen him play in a basketball league, it's been more aggressive than the things that I've seen in a tackle football league.
0: And in a basketball basketball
3: league, listen, in a basketball league, they're not wearing headgear, they're not wearing mouth guards, they're nothing. They got basketball shoes and a jersey. That's it.
1: Yeah, right. but they're not, but they're not supposed to, to tackle head. each other. They're but not they supposed are. to run into each other. Right. In football, okay. the game in football, they are you are running into somebody else. But it
3: is aggressive. Remember,
1: this is repeated head
2: impacts. And on I, every I single play a in football. You get in it in
3: basketball. I've but, seen my kids. But it's not, it's not on every play.
2: It's not on every play. It's it may not, be one or twice not, a quarter. But
3: even in tackle football, it's not on every play.
2: Absolutely it is. The lineman, every play is a head impact. Every I don't single think so. one. And I every tackle so. is a head impact.
1: I'll start with a disclaimer. Obviously, I don't have kids. I'm not raising well, I don't know if I don't have kids. I, I don't know. Remember, All right. but I, I'm not if raising. If you
3: kids. have kids.
2: Hold on. <laughs> <Right? stop>.
1: But <laughs> whether you
3: have kids or not, if you were gonna have kids, what is your take on allowing them to play? tackle
1: football so so here's my thing about tackle football it's it, it seems to be you know homeless right there's no hitting each other but what? it my 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 impression of each it, other and tackle and tackle football not, you, well you run into each other but you're not intentionally tackling people right you you what? well in, in, not, in high school football it's almost as violent as Oh, sorry, sorry. I'm football. I'm talking about flag football. Sorry. Because you're questioning flag no, 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 football, no. right? Suzanne? Tackle, tackle football. football
3: is different because in all honesty, I think in soccer f- and basketball is a heck of a lot more dangerous than flag football.
1: No, no. So I I'm so and in some I cases, was gonna, uh, tackle football. I was gonna say flag football. I'm gonna go from the from the younger younger years. So you took your kids in a flag football. You teach them about football. You get them interest about football. You do develop an interest in the kid about flag football. The natural progression of that interest down the road, they will want to play football, right? So how would Not you how would you put a kid into flag football and then tell them, you're gonna play this until you get to I don't know high school, then you my, stop playing it because you're gonna get hit my it.
2: oldest kid played flag football for two seasons and he did, and he loves football. We were watching the Dolphins game. He just came home to watch the end of the Dolphins game. We were jumping up and down. We loved it. He's playing baseball. He's super happy. There's Small. no
3: head injuries in baseball.
1: Correct. Right.
3: There aren't. There are. Shouldn't,
1: there shouldn't so, be head injuries in, in basketball. So, listen, so,
3: there are Suzanne, head injuries in baseball, just not as significant as the They're rare.
1: The
2: rare. The the, as the, football, this is, such as soccer. This is not an argument. argument. This is not an argument. The, I still the there's injuries, no. There's not supposed the head injuries, to have injuries in basketball. The head injuries that have shown in the research for CTE is football, yes, rugby, hockey, and some boxing because and, and boxing and some side. In fact, boxing. boxing was so the first. Actually, the first actually, one the first in
1: the in, in yeah in, in the history of CTE in the 50s they started with with boxing. And and the fir- the first syndrome that they, they they researched at that time was mostly with Parkinson's symptoms and no cognitive uh, symptoms meaning memory issues um, executive functioning issues they did not know at right. that time that there was a behavioral issue at that time and then research showed further that it was it was a three-part it was motor issues no cognitive issues and and uh behavioral issues right but in the in the past it was mostly boxing because you're pounding each other's head, repeatedly, right. you know, for a career, right. At, you know, and and you don't do that in
2: any other sport, right?
1: Boxing is probably right. the
2: worst. You and and, 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 the and
1: pe- people, would ask why why is soccer up in that list? Soccer is in, you know because in soccer you you using the you're using your head to hit the ball. So imagine.
3: At one point, I think there were more head injuries in soccer than there right. were. Right, but
1: football. but 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 the injuries in soccer, the head injuries, the head, the head injury in soccer, it's not because they they hitting each other, the players, it's because they're hitting the ball repetitively. You know, remember it's is a mild, repetitive mild head injuries or whatever. Um, right, um, mild head impacts. Repeated head impacts. Head not impacts, not injuries, impacts, meaning hitting the head, but not necessarily an injury. So somebody playing soccer since they're in 10 years and making a career out of it, can you imagine how many times they're bouncing a ball with the head? Like a thousand yeah. amount of time, right? Millions. So that's why in soccer they some people have developed CCE because of the, the using the head to, to pin the ball. Um but in basketball, for example, you're not supposed to use your head for anything. You're not supposed so to use your head for
2: anything in basketball. In basketball, the percentage is nine. It's nine percent of basketball players have CT.
3: That's reported. Of reported. Head
2: injuries. Yeah, uh, no, of CT, oh, CC, yeah. diagnosed of diagnosed CT, CT yeah. versus versus CT CC, yeah. versus three percent. Okay. So the next question is then: Should these violent contact sports be allowed for people under eighteen?
1: That's a tough question. I mean. So many, how many times in in our show we've discussed brain formative years? We've discussed that the brain is not ever fully formed, you know, up until early twenties, right? So from from the time the teenagers are playing sports, whatever sport they're playing, you already know as, a, as as a physician, as somebody that 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 studies science, you know that your son or your your daughter, their brain is not fully formed, and you're letting him play sports. You know that's a personal decision. You know, and, and I'm sure if I had kids, they would play sports. But, you know, I'm, I'm sure it's not an easy decision, regardless. Either Suzanne, pro or against, it's not an easy decision. Suzanne, would you, I mean. I listen. Know, do you think
2: it should be allowed before 18? No,
1: she already said yes.
3: Yes.
2: No, she said she would let her kids play. I'm asking if it should sports. be allowed. Contact Should, be, should it's contact already sports allowed. be allowed? It's
3: already allowed. So it's I know it's program.
2: already. The question is, should it continue to be allowed?
3: Listen, I don't think you're going to stop those kids. Well, it's not the kids' decision.
2: They're minors.
3: Sure, they are minors, but there are some kids that just kind of have some factor in them that they want to play. Right, but their parents can say no. Would I let my kids play when they were four, five, six years old? Absolutely not. Am I going to let them play in high school? Yeah, and that's after. That's after I have consulted with friends of mine who have played in the NFL and other sports where head injuries are prone. Now, listen, if my kid is a kicker on a football team, Remember the risks a... for them are far less than that Correct. of a running back or a quarterback right. or a wide receiver.
2: Okay. So uh, I'm of the opinion that, it, you know, you should be allowed to do whatever you want, even if it's a bad yeah. decision.
3: I mean, I'm going to let so... my kids do it
2: if the p- parents want to let their kids play football and get hit injuries that's on the parents so i'm not going to tell people that they can't do something just because i think it's a bad idea
1: i agree but i also think it should be an informed decision informed so have, well so my, my point was that like informed in the sense that it shouldn't be obscure it should be i feel like it's a taboo when you talk about injury in football it's it's, it's not maybe not the same in the same dimension but people that are smokers on the box, you, you see images that are graphic. You see long, old, black, and people that have cancer and whatnot. You see people that have no that have throat surgeries because they are informed about the ways of smoking a cigarette. Like you said, it should be a, a decision that everybody has the right to take or not take. But you you have to be informed. In school, I'm I'm, I'm one of the opinion I have is that if your kids are gonna play, um contact sports well they, the parents and the kids should, should be aware of what are the risks that they could they could they could you know they could have and then if you still know the risk and you still want to play then that's fine that's all right that's all right yes but they're
2: minors is my point we're talking about minors people under 18 which we've no, already I mean, agreed well, I mean, as a society don't have I, the right to make these decisions
3: okay but let me let right, me ask you this but
1: but me but, but i'm putting the parents into that dynamic i'm putting the parents in that discussion they, they ask you okay. the parents what they want right
3: What's the difference between the age of 17 and a half and 18 it, years it's, old?
1: It's
2: that's not that's not it's irrelevant. The point is we've made we've made the choice as a society that 18 is the is the age that people can make they have made a so, choice so as a society. I agree I agree that there probably is no difference between the person who has 364 days at 17 and 365 days like there's no difference. Right. But right. we the society has decided that that is the age and Correct. so Okay, so they're still minors. Okay. So they've decided that they can't they can't make their own decisions. But having said that, I still think that it should be allowed because the parents are the parents
3: and they decide. Listen, I'm gonna make a decision for my kids. Right. And that's exactly. it. And at this point, I would let my older one play and not my younger one, knowing their abilities and knowing their cognitive functioning level.
1: Okay. Yeah. That's but where no, I'm going to make and, and, and now I'm going to make a parenthesis. You're talking about age, 18 and whatnot, and, and society is dictating things. I'm going to go down to the rabbit hole. We, I mean, there's also, we're talking about sports, but in CTE, they also mention military services, military experience also um, has a high incidence of, yeah. of uh, CTE. So yeah. society say you can, as soon as you're 18, you can be deployed, but- we're talking about 18, is that it, would you let your kids play sports before, you know, at 18,
2: at 18, they have, they can make their own decision. They can so, make yes. whatever decision yes. they yeah. want. So, I mean, if they want to choose to play football at 18, uh, again, even oh, yeah. if they, even if parents want to choose to allow them under 18, again, I'm on the mind that you should be allowed to do whatever you want, as long as it doesn't hurt anyone else. Now you can make a case that football hurts and as as you're other people, but but that we're going to, that's a rabbit hole. I don't even want to go down because that's probably another hour long discussion.
3: Um, I think that's so, like totally an independent issue for the parents knowing their children. yes, And, yes, yes. and, and it is what it is, regardless yeah. of the fact they're parents that allow their children to play sports that are at a higher risk for head injuries, right? Whether they're five years old, six years old, seven years old, or 17 years old we know that they're parents that will allow their children to play those sports, okay? Cool. And we know that not every child who plays the sports at those ages is going to get CTE. But I think what the research demonstrates is that it's a higher risk based upon the number of head injuries for those sports. And that's it.
1: And then I was gonna say, we also, in that discussion, we should also, to be fair, mentioned the positive aspect of playing sports, whatever sports, contact sports or whatnot. So if you're saying sports. do not let kids play sports, you're also removing the the community's um, you know, activities up in sports, right? I didn't so, say
2: they couldn't play sport. I did the question wasn't do they
1: contact they, sports. Should sports, contact be
2: sports high impact, high
1: head, contact. head
2: injury impact.
1: They get besides CTE, they get terrible injuries. They are the one, you know, ending up with pain medications for life because of their knees. The yeah. other one ending up with IRIS for opioid use disorder because of the mm-hmm. lifelong use of you know pain medications. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, we talked about that. I think, couple episodes ago.
1: Yeah, yeah. The other one, and actually, hopefully, we'll we'll get into what actually we want to talk about. This is mental health issues. We need to get into the behavior issues with CTE. The other one with with you know issues with anxiety. Actually, there's a, one of those articles that we we research have this dimension that there's an overlap between symptoms of PTSD and symptoms of of, of CTE, right? Um, And interestingly enough, they both have what I would call delayed presentation. For example, in PTSD, the trauma that you have at one point in your life would have repercussion in two, three, four, you know, five decades later. Just as in CTE, you may have a a bunch of head injuries, but your symptoms gonna end up appearing In three, four, five decades later. So, and then that once, what we see in the news, retired players having issues with depression, anxiety, sleep issues, substance use issues, and the worst of it all, um, domestic violence issues, and also suicide issues. Okay, and so, just
2: general behavioral issues.
1: I mean, it's, like, it's, it's, it's unfortunate I, that the NFL not aggression,
2: impulsivity. I, aggression, right. impulsivity. I don't want to get into yeah. uh, him again because he's my white whale, but Antonio Brown's behavior, you know, we talked about it. It could be,
3: <laughs> you know, a certain thing, but. Could it be, could it be other things? There's a lot of things his behavior is consistent with without saying that he is diagnosed with something, your consistencies in his behavior, they're consistent with other types of diagnoses.
2: Including TES, the behavioral symptoms of
3: TES.
2: He seems to think that's what it is because he just went on. He just put on yeah. another story where it's like he had a whole wow. thing. Of, he was his in stories have been FSU. so interesting lately. Let and me They're go. so great. They're so good. <laughs> they're so good. Uh, but he just he Remember, went. Remember, he's gonna put a story against.
1: saying, "Do not speak on his name."
2: He, I think, he already right. does that.
1: That's, That's okay. okay. When
2: That's fine. You know. he, I won't speak on his name. Why doesn't he come on the podcast and he can speak on his name? Let him come on, on his Let behalf. Him talk that'd be to that'd be fantastic. A, I B, would love open to talk to him. Open invitation. I tried to
3: talk to him at the Pro but, Bowl and he ignored all of us and went on his phone and then walked away from everyone. He can yeah. come and well, talk to us. But open. yeah,
2: so a lot of these, you know, it was another athlete. Um, God, I don't remember. Um, it was the Baltimore running back who was seen hitting his wife
1: in oh, the yeah. elevator. Oh, uh, Rice?
2: Um, rice? Rice, yes. rice. Yeah, yeah. Not Jerry Rice. But. No. <laughs> the not race. Race. <laughs> Rice. Yes, yes. Uh, These these behaviors, these violent behaviors. What I what I don't want, what I don't want to give the impression that I'm doing is allowing for excuse either. Because we talked about this with, when we talked about the shootings. Um, that mental illness is not an excuse for bad behavior. So you can't just say, "Well, mentally, I'm going to go shoot up a school." And I don't want CTE no. to be an excuse for or TES to be an excuse for bad behavior I agree. either. So you can't I, say, well, I he's agree. violent. The football did this to him, and that's why he beat his wife. But, so, but it, it's an explanation, potentially.
1: We cannot, we cannot leave this, this caveat behind. The, the behavior in CTE, one of the criteria is that um, they there seem to be, you know, majorly uncharacteristic of the person. So it's a change in behavior. It's, it's, it's a Correct. drastic change in that person's Correct. behavior that's uncharacteristic to their own persona. Right. Yes. And, uh, and, and, right. So it, 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 tells you something is wrong.
2: Yes. And And, and that's an absence,
1: you know, in the absence of substance use and whatnot. Correct.
2: Mm -hmm. And I wanted to point that out because that's very important is it's very hard to distinguish the behavioral problems associated with TES and the behavioral problems of mental illness. And the way you do that, or one of the ways to do that is to look at the person's history. How were they before they got into repeated
3: head injuries and History is one like of the biggest factors in us assisting to make a diagnosis.
2: Correct, and I think what story. you're going to find in a lot of these cases is that they had issues beforehand, and the research says that the more issues you had beforehand, the the better chances if you no, do get yes that that you're going to have not only worse outcome but worsening of those behaviors. So if you,
3: it almost contributes to a predisposition to have
2: that
1: yeah
3: correct as a
2: result
1: yeah
3: mm-hmm.
1: right okay. all right but the, we also i want to make sure that there's no there's no ambiguity it's a it's a it's a pathological condition there's unfortunately post you see it you see the reason why it's not it's not an inference it's not a guessing and that there's a reason why the what we know as as traumatic brain injury or or frontal temporal dementia which is a frontal lobe with an injury in the frontal lobe these cases also shows up with changing personality changing behaviors right irritability lability, depression anxiety impulsivity um an issue with, with what we mentioned earlier with cognitive functioning right um and particularly with executive functioning so you know and for people who don't know how to to describe executive function, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's what we usually say, um, it's the ability to self-regulate, right? It's the ability to carry out your mental processes and enable you to plan or to focus your attention on different tasks or to manage money or, you know, to follow instructions, you know, so that those are things that you, you lose is you lose in, in of the typical dementia and also in CTE, right? So, um, and it's not right. necessarily kind just, of- just you know, behavior issues.
2: Right, and uh, I I do want to also point this out as we exit this segment that it uh, is very similar to being drunk, which is uh, what happens when you watch the Dolphins game and have five vodkas or how many of these vodkas did you have? Because you, Suzanne, you pointed out you had four. Like I don't know what like you're at talking half-time. about,
3: Dimitri. I really don't know what you're talking about. I think when you have a roller coaster this, of emotions with The dolphin, yes, you you, and Dimitri, you're Russian, so I'm sure like you and vodka were best friends today, but yeah, you know, sometimes it happens, and you got to differentiate between alcohol induced type dementias versus CTE versus Alzheimer's versus vascular dementia. Yes, there's a lot of differentials on here, Dimitri. Is that what you're getting at?
2: Yes. Uh, yes, that's what I'm getting at. I'm, I'm also yeah. trying to find out how much vodka but, you drink today. <laughs> I'm not telling you how much. Right, vodka and,
1: and in and, 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 and all of different dimensions, <laughs> Susan, in all different dementia, Susan, you actually would qualify for one of them.
3: What are you talking about? What <laughs> the? I'm saying, really in, in,
1: <laughs> you mentioned alcoholic dementia. You mentioned, you know, I was, I was mentioning
3: differential <laughs> diagnoses. To CTE. That's all I was mentioning because we have to look at everything. And as Dimitri was discussing, we need to look at a person's history and context in order to come up with diagnostic impressions. It's extremely important.
2: Yes. Vodka and I uh, have been friends for a long time,
3: but we're on a break right now. You and Vodka are on a break. Yeah.
2: Day full of hiccups, eat a shakeup, Listen up, it's the Psych Effect podcast mental health tip of the day. Today's mental health tip of the day is brought to you by the Dolphins winning in Los Angeles against the San Diego. We Tricos. are undefeated season. Yeah.
3: We are undefeated.
2: That's right. Don't even tell me that they're in LA. Yeah, the San Diego. We have a winning Tricos, record. They will always be. That's right. We are One winning. And oh, let's go, also brought baby. to you by the Hurricanes. So. Today's mental Record health tip. Of the day. Yeah. So continuing the. Also, we need money for that time
1: too. The what?
0: What was that? Today? We need
1: money for. We need money for that segment. We, yeah, we, need can we get sponsored by someone. We, need can we get
2: sponsored by the Dolphins. That'd be great.
3: That'd be nice.
2: Continuing on the theme of the cursing and the editing, I'm going to have to do. Mental health tip of the day today is the first step to change is becoming aware of your own bull. You're not going to be able to change your behavior until you realize what your behavior is. That's the nice way of putting it. But I put it the other way because I think the yes, other way is so. the way I heard it and it's it's much better when it comes to kind of having it, impact.
1: It's, it's real. It's real life. It doesn't have to be sugar-coated, right?
3: Are you aware of your bullshit, Suzanne? I'm aware of your bull tree. <laughs> right. That was a legitimate question. Everybody, okay. Everybody, that was a legitimate everybody answer. Everybody keep
1: <laughs> in, everybody keep your bulls in check, okay? That's
3: keep
2: right. Everything in
1: check. Be aware of your, have insight, okay?
2: Well, insight—it's it, it, basically have insight, but yes. but insight yeah. is have a insight, very difficult right? thing. It, insight is a very difficult thing to, to grasp to have. It yes. can be, but right. but change is possible if you become aware of that right, so that's your mental health tip of the day
1: that's a message
2: uh, thank you guys everyone for listening again remember to like follow if you're listening on youtube hit the like bell hit the subscribe Dare, all of that good stuff all of that stuff but remember yeah. the most important thing is written Comments. reviews written written reviews not just reviews which we love but written even ones if it critics, hurts you know? Dimitri's
3: feelings it'll mean, be okay you'll get over right? it. Please. Even if it yeah.
2: hurts my feelings, Give us a just tell us what you like. Let us tell us what you like, what you dislike, and we'll do our best to change it and get better because we are aware of our own bull, or at least we try. to. Right. And that is how we change.
1: An example would be, could you please, Dimitri, bring less into the show? That's an example of a critic, right?
2: Fair criticism. There you go. Um, now I'm going to spend the next three nights editing this. And it'll be out next week. (laughs) So that he looks like the shining star that he is. We got you. Next month.
1: (laughs) Anyway. All right. Take care, guys. Thank you all
2: and take care.
0: The previous podcast is for general informational purposes only and represented the individual opinions of Dr. Dimitri Bick, Dr. Stefan de Dr. Suzanne Mignon, and the guests. It does not constitute the practice of medicine or other professional healthcare services and should not be taken as medical advice or an establishment of standard of care. No guarantee is given regarding the accuracy of any statements and no doctor-patient relationship is formed. The content on this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Please consult your healthcare professional for any medical questions.